welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. Hope wherever you are, wherever you are listening, you are having a great start to your Wednesday. It is Wednesday, September 29th. It's hard to believe that we're almost to the month of uh, month of October. But another thing that really stands out as a wonderful significance for today is that today we are officially three weeks away from the start of the Grizzly season. And it's also the start of day two of Grizzlies training camp. And that's what we're going to be discussing for the rest of this week here at Locked On Grizzlies. In today's first segment, we're going to talk about a bit of what we found out from day one of training camp with the Grizzlies, as well as some interesting news in regards to what Grizzlies or what the Grizzlies franchise is going to require to fan from fans in order to be able to watch Grizzlies games this year. And then in, for the rest of the first segment and the rest of the show, I'm going to detail a bit more about one of the biggest narratives that I've discussed at some points this offseason and that really seemed to be an indication from Media Day, the Grizzlies once again being an opportunistic defense. We saw the benefits of it last year. But how the inclusion of DeAnthony Melton and Jared Jackson Jr. in featured roles really could enhance that ability for the Grizzlies to create turnovers and be aggressive and opportunistic on defense. All of that in today's show. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz, myself at Stats SAC. My name's Sean Coleman. I've been covering the Grizzlies for, Grizzlies for over three years over at Grizzly Bear Blues. Have a new piece out today discussing DeAnthony Melton and Jared Jackson Jr. Hopefully you'll give that a read. And also have been your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every day. Make sure that not only do you listen, subscribe, and review to the, the and leave a review when it comes to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, but also after you make Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, check out the Locked On NBA podcast on Wednesdays. You have Jake Madison of Locked On Pelicans as well as John Corrales of Locked On Celtics for a look at the NBA week from all angles. Obviously, so much to talk about with media days and training camps going on, but make sure to check out the Locked On NBA podcast as your second listen of the day after you enjoy. Locked on Grizzlies. So obviously yesterday, training camp began, and we got a little bit of a hint of one of the key developments on day one from training camp. It looks as if we got an improved shot from John Morant, though you can only tell so much from a 15-second video clip. The fact that a 15-second video clip three weeks from the start of the season can get myself and so many others excited about what to look forward to, that's how that, that should show anyone how much anticipation is there for the Grizzlies season to start. But with John Morant's jump shot, again, you can only tell so much by one attempt, but it certainly seems as there, as if it, as there was an improvement, an overall improvement in fluidity, in terms of confidence, in terms of just a smooth transition off the bounce to a jump shot. Improved rotation as well. I had spoke with John Roser of Grind City Media on Twitter about that yesterday. Just all facets of the jump shot, there seems to be another level of progression. And if John Morant can consistently do that during games, that opens up a new layer of his offense that defenses are going to have to respect and makes Jaw even more lethal. So that is a really fun development from training camp. But another development that we did uh, learn yesterday, it came from Drew Hill of the Daily Memphian. The Grizzlies did come out following in the path of how many other sports teams have already conducted how their games are going to be conducted and how attendance will be monitored this season, similar to what the Nashville Predators did in Nashville at the Bridgestone Arena. The Grizzlies announced 
that fans will either have to have will either have to show proof of vaccination. The big key about that is they'll only have to show one proof of at least one shot of a vaccination dose when it comes to COVID-19. They'll either have to prove that or they will have to prove that within no more than 72 hours. Basically, uh, they will have to prove that a test that is no more than three days old, old a negative test of COVID-19, either showing that they've got at least one dose of a vaccination or showing that they have gotten a negative test within the past 72 hours of that specific game time, that's how fans will get into the stadium. So whatever feelings you have about vaccinations, whatever feelings you have about these policies being in place, to each their own. But the Grizzlies are simply following in the footsteps of what many other sports teams are doing in the idea of keeping the environment as safe as possible for fans to be able to enjoy the Grizzlies. This is simply an expected step. And the details are certainly there. There are significance in the details. If you're not fully vaccinated, even if you've just gotten one dose, if you can prove that, you still can get into the games consistently as a fan. If that is not the path that you choose to go, then if you can prove that within three days you've gotten a negative COVID test, that also is the way to be able to enjoy games this season. So the Grizzlies have set the understanding of what fans need to do in order to be able to attend games. Obviously, it's good that they did that three weeks before the season so that fans can have the understanding as the season progresses when it comes to being able to enjoy the Grizzlies this year. But one thing about the Grizzlies that certainly is going to be there to enjoy is that, you know, on media day, a lot was talked about when it came to the offensive improvements of of, of some Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks talked about his ability to create his own shot from three. DeAnthony Melton talked about wanting to become more of a threat when it came to getting to the free throw line, when it came to shooting the three, when it came to creating his own shot. In general, many Grizzlies talked about wanting to overall improve their reliability as being scores. But when it comes to this Grizzlies team, the bread and butter of this team, and while it may seem like you've heard this story before, it's a bit of a different form than it was in the past. The bread and butter of this team is the defense. That is the part of the court. That is the area um, of the game where the Grizzlies certainly were among the best in the league last year. They finished ninth in defensive rating in the NBA last year. Among other defensive metrics, the Grizzlies were pretty much in the top 10 in the majority of metrics that that measure out team defense. And a big reason why that was, was because of how opportunistic this Grizzlies team was. In the first half of the season, the Grizzlies led the NBA in turnovers forced per game. To end the season, for the entire season as a whole, the Grizzlies tied for first in steals Per game. So the reason why Memphis was able to be such a good defensive team is because they were both opportunistic and aggressive in creating disruption and creating turnovers. Now, one thing that developed as time went on is that the Grizzlies defense started to take a bit of a step back because as the Grizzlies played their year last year and they got into the second half of the season, they started playing a condensed schedule. One of the two most condensed schedules in the NBA along with the Spurs because both the Spurs and the Grizzlies had ran into COVID interruptions in their season. Because the Grizzlies were playing such condensed such condensed schedules in the second half of the season, they became fatigued. And the 
two things that really need to be there for a team to be able to consistently create turnovers, to consistently create disruptions, steals, deflections, blocks, and so on, is energy and effort. But naturally, if you're playing as many games as the Grizzlies played in a short amount of time, it's going to be hard to have those things there consistently. So in the first half of the season, the Grizzlies averaged 16.8 turnovers per game, which was first in the NBA. In the second half of the season, that total dropped to 13.3 turnovers per game. And as a result, the Grizzlies' defense took a bit of a step back. But overall, this Grizzlies' defense averaged 14.8 turnovers forced per game, including being tied for the league league in steals with 9.1 produced per game. And Taylor Jenkins talked about it in the first part of the season. I asked him directly, you know, was it uh, was that a big focus for him coming into the year. I asked him towards the end of February, was it a big focus for his defense to be so opportunistic, for his defense to be so aggressive in creating turnovers as a way to get their offense out of the run where the Grizzlies are among the best in the NBA and allow for the Grizzlies to create a possession advantage for them to be the team that has the most shots in the game over their opponent because that was a way for them to overcome the fact that they weren't that good of a three-point shooting team. Jenkins' response was yes. He loved the fact that his team was opportunistic, but he wanted them to get more consistent. And as the Grizzlies' ability to create turnovers in the second half of the season waned a little bit because of fatigue, they got better at playing general defense, being structured in terms of you know defending the three, as well as playing half-court defense. So that goal that Taylor Jenkins talked about, not just being opportunistic, but as a whole being consistent, the Grizzlies certainly did get better at that. This year, after having a top 10 defense for the majority of last season, but for different reasons at different times in the year, building off that into this year, the hope is the Grizzlies will have both an opportunistic and a consistent defense. They can choose when to be aggressive and opportunistic in terms of trying to create turnovers, but also in being disciplined and playing good half-court defense, staying in position, and defending the three. If the Grizzlies can balance that out, which they're perfectly capable of doing, we could see this Grizzlies team potentially be a top-five defense this year. And that, in my opinion, is likely going to be the best avenue for this team to take to once again exceed expectations and this young roster to be able to realize its goal of making the playoffs for a second straight year. But two big reasons why the Grizzlies' defense this year could be even more opportunistic, even more aggressive, and even more effective is DeAnthony Melton in a featured role and the health of Jaron Jackson Jr. allowing for him to return. I'll detail that in just a moment. We're going to be an opportunistic, I'm sure that all of us, would love to take as much opportunity as possible to get outside, enjoy the sun, enjoy the warm temperatures as much as we can, because the days of good weather, wonderful weather, good temperatures to be outside and enjoy the warmth, those days are probably numbered with fall finally here. But if you're someone that suffers from excessive sweating, I can tell you there's something out there that can make you enjoy those opportunities whenever you get them, and that's sweat block wipes. Doctor created and doctor recommended. Works up to seven days per use. There's a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's been featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show. Has been a bestseller on Amazon for over 10 years. 13,000 reviews. It is currently the number one Amazon seller in the antiperspirant category. Wear what you want to wear again due to your little source of confidence. It should be a part of anyone's toiletry bag. If you or someone you know could really use sweat block wipes. There's many places you can find it. You can find it at, at CBS, on Amazon, 
or if you go to sweatblockwipe.com right now, put in the promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order from SweatBlockWipe. Get your confidence back in the summer once again. Try SweatBlockWipes today. Obviously, with the fall here, we all want to make sure that we're putting our cars in the best position before the cold before the cold weather rolls in, rolls in, and we get months after months of cold weather that could have a negative effect on our cars. Well, if that means you need to upgrade the parts on your car, RockAuto.com is a great source. For one, it's very easy to use. Within a few clicks of the button, you're likely going to find what you need because regardless of the make and model you have or the car parts that you need, RockAuto.com is likely to have them, and it's going to be very cost effective. This is a family-owned business. They've been in business for over 100 years. Rock Auto knows that a lot of times car parts will fall outside of folks' budget, so they'll want to make sure that they're going to provide parts that are cost-effective. If you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sent you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts that you'll ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. Obviously, we want to thank you very much once again for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But I know that we're all in the Mid-South of the Memphis area, and while Memphis typically has plenty of different football teams that many of the Locked On Grizzlies listeners listen to, the Locked On Podcast Network also has you covered when it comes to the NFL. Perhaps your favorite team is the Titans. Check out Locked On Titans, a wonderful breakdown each week, each and every day when it comes to Titans games. But if you cheer for the Cowboys, if you cheer for the Steelers, the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered. Whatever NFL team you enjoy, make sure your second listen of the day is the Locked On episode for your favorite NFL team. Found wherever podcasts are available. Without a doubt, where the Grizzlies' bread and br- br- bread is buttered, basically, their bread and butter, however you want to describe it, the strength of this Grizzlies team is their defense. And the thing that really stands out is that there is a very high ceiling when it comes to this roster in terms of being opportunistic, in terms of creating turnovers. But when it comes to the defense, that's only one aspect of things. The other thing is is to be able to be successful in defense in many ways. Defending the three, staying disciplined, good team communication, half-court defense, all those things matter. Those aspects of things the Grizzlies got better at as time went on last year. But it's the opportunistic and aggressive nature of this defense, deflection, steals, creating turnovers, that really stands out. That was the highlight of this defense and when it was playing at its best last year. But now, you take what the Grizzlies did last year, and you get to add Jaron Jackson Jr. to the mix as well. And that is no small add either. That is a significant development for the overall opportunity for this defense to potentially be a top five unit this year. Listen, in his first three years, in his first two years, the thing that stood out about Jaron Jackson Jr.'s defense is that he showed flashes, but the consistency of being a defensive anchor that many had hoped Jaron would become in time, though it's a slow process for young bigs especially to turn their defensive potential into production quickly at the start of their careers, there had been hope that there had been a bit more consistency with how much of a ceiling Jaron Jackson had. Well, last year when Jaron Jackson Jr. came back, yes, his shooting overall left a little bit to be desired. It certainly was a bit rusty. There was some rust to wear off when it came to his shooting. It got a bit better as Jaron ended the season and got into the playoffs. 
But one thing that was certainly had a high level was Jaron Jackson Jr.'s ability to create turnover-causing instances on defense. As a matter of fact, at when Jaron came back last year, he averaged 2.2 steals and 3.3 blocks per 100 possessions. That is a highly productive and active big compared to the rest of the NBA when it comes to producing those type of steals and blocks per 100 possessions. Now, that uptick in production in those specific areas, it's hard to really put a lot of faith or, or, or value on that with how small of a sample size it was. It only came through 258 minutes for Jaron last year. However, when you go to Jaron's first two seasons, when obviously he played the majority of the year with the Grizzlies, you start to see that while, yes, Last year was a small sample size, and that was incredible for production from a big. It's not that far-fetched when you consider what Jaron did in his first two seasons. In his first two seasons in the NBA, as a 19- and 20-year-old, Jaron Jackson Jr. was only one of six players of all the NBA players that played 3,000 or more minutes between the 2018 and 19 season and the 19, 2019 and 2020 season. Between those two seasons, among all the NBA players that played 3,000 or more minutes, Jaron Jackson Jr. was one of only six that averaged 2.5 blocks and one steal per 100 possessions. The other five that did it, Andre Drummond, Brooke Lopez, Miles Turner, Anthony Davis, and Rudy Gobert. That's what stands out. If you want an active defending big, that is what Jaron Jackson Jr. was in his first two years in the league. Now you take 2.5 steals or 2.5 blocks in one steal, and you improve that to last year where he was averaging 3.3 blocks and 2.2 steals. You're seeing this uh, Jaron take that step that many have been waiting for, taking that needed step as a defensive difference maker in terms of protecting the rim, in terms of creating steals, in terms of disrupting the flow of offenses. Yes, his discipline defense and his ability to not foul are certainly works in progress, but his ability to add to what the Grizzlies already have in creating turnovers, deflections, disruptions, allowing for the Grizzlies to turn defense into offense, adding Jaron Jackson Jr. to the mix and doing it with the Jaron Jackson Jr. that is at a higher level at producing turnovers now than he was his first two years when he was already one of the best bigs in the league at doing it. That is a big development for this Grizzlies defense and a highly, highly encouraging one for Jaron to turn into the two-way impact player that the Grizzlies hope he will be this season. Yes, with full health in place and after an offseason of training, playing with y'all, fully focusing on his game, we fully expect for Jaron's shot to be there. For him to be the fe featured offensive piece, he showed he could be in the bubble. But now you add to an even more disrupted version of Jaron on defense, that's the type of Jaron that we talk about when we discuss him being a logical, most improved player candidate and really stepping into the light as Ja Morant's long-term number two to turn this Grizzlies team into a sustainable winner. So you had a defense last year that was top 10. A big reason why they were top 10 was because of how opportunistic they were and how they could force turnovers. A lot of that production was done on the perimeter. Now you add the force that Jaron can be 
playing defense, disrupting offensive flow, and causing turnovers in the post, that gives you multiple layers of disruption and defenders who can cause turnovers. It makes this defense even stronger moving forward. But it's not just Jaron Jackson Jr. One significant piece of last year's success was DeAnthony Melton. But this year, with Grayson Allen in Milwaukee, and obviously another year of DeAnthony Melton showing just how impactful he could be, the end result, hopefully, is that he will be a player who the Grizzlies can play frequently at 25 or more minutes tonight. Another big key to this defense taking the next step towards being a top-five defense in the league is featuring DeAnthony Melton more, and especially with Jaron Jackson Jr. at the same time. I'll discuss it in just a second. Adding a healthy Jaron Jackson Jr. to the mix this year for the Grizzlies can make their defense even better. What makes the Grizzlies' defense so good is the fact that one of many players like Jaron Jackson Jr., DeAnthony Melton, Dylan Brooks, and others, can step up at any one time and be the preference of choice to get the job done. Well, that's the same thing. When it comes to choosing a flavor from Bilt Bar, that could be your flavor of choice for the day when it comes to a snack that you enjoy. Have it in the morning for breakfast or in the afternoon as a snack. And Bilt Bar has over 18 different flavors you could choose from at Bilt.com to make your day better. But you can also go to Bilt.com, put in the promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your next order from Bilt Bar. And once you do, it's going to make your day better. Go to Bilt.com, choose from one of over 18 flavors to enjoy, and then put in the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order from Bilt Bar. So let's talk about the football season being back. With football season back now, the great thing is is that BetOnline.ag is your number one site for all the pro and college football action this season. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one choice for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline.ag, the fastest and easy way to bet on all your favorite sports, from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Choose BetOnline.ag today. Want to remind you also, another great show for you to listen to. But Locked on Grizzlies is your first listen of the day, and we can't thank you enough for that. But for your second listen of the day, if you enjoy wagering and bet on sports, the Locked on Podcast Network actually has a show brought to you by BetOnline.ag called Locked on Bets with your with your host, your boy Q, as well as Lee Sterling. Get all the best picks when it comes to the best bets of the day from both your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Make sure to check out Locked on Bets today. So now with Steven Adams in the mix for the Grizzlies in the post as a rim protector and Jaron Jackson Jr. added back to the mix as a disruptor turnover creator in the post as well, the Grizzlies have really strengthened their defense and the fact that they now have layers in which they can offer different looks when it comes to throwing off offensive patterns, throwing off offensive flows. If you want to go to the rim, Steven Adams can be the deterrent. Jaron Jackson Jr. also can do that as well. If we need steals or rebounds or blocks to be made or in any way, shape, or form, disruption to be caused to create turnovers, to create extra positions on the fast break for the Grizzlies, that can happen in the low post as well. But the big part of the Grizzlies' offense that was so successful last year was the perimeter, led by the duo of Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson especially. Now, Kyle Anderson can certainly do a variety of different things. He can create steals, create blocks. He can also defend well at multiple positions. Dylan Brooks himself obviously is the leader of the Grizzlies defense, the guy who is you know, tasked with guarding the biggest offensive threat on the perimeter, 
uh, on the opposing team, and he typically does a great job of it. He even admitted himself. He's not someone who's going to create a lot of highlight plays. He's not someone that's going to create a lot of counting statistics. His value is found in being highly effective and not only disrupting the ability of the guy he's guarding to get off shots frequently, to get in a flow that you know a lot of offensive players need, but also the fact that he's going to use his fouls. He's going to be someone that other players do not want to play, and that's where Dylan Brooks really creates his impact on the perimeter. But now with the Anthony Melton in the mix, the big thing that the Grizzlies gain is adding to Dylan Brooks and Kyle Anderson with the Anthony Melton. One way the Grizzlies can be so effective is that they can throw different looks at different high-level scores on the opposition. By doing that, that prevents the high-level score on the opposition from being able to pick out the tendencies of just one defender. He's going to have to deal with two or three different wing defenders, and that typically makes it harder on the league's best scores to be able to get in a rhythm. That's something that a lot of playoff teams have found value in in recent years when it comes to their ability to win games against other high-level competition. So that's one way DeAnthony Melton being in a more featured role with Kyle Anderson and Dylan Brooks can pay off with the Grizzlies. But of course, where DeAnthony Melton makes his biggest impact is his ability to create turnovers. As a matter of fact, ever since DeAnthony Melton has arrived in Memphis, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, when it comes to everyone in the NBA over the past two years that has played 2,000 minutes or more, DeAnthony Melton has produced the highest rate of steals per 100 possessions in the NBA for anybody not named Matisse Steibel. He's second in the league over the past two years in terms of his ability to create steals on the perimeter. He does it at a higher level than anyone not named Matisse Steibel. Another thing that stands out about DeAnthony Melton is that in his three years in the league, of all NBA players who have played at least 3,000 minutes since the 2018-2019 season, DeAnthony Melton is the only player with a steal percentage of 3% and a block percentage of 2%. What that means is, is that when DeAnthony Melton is on the court, the level of disruptive activity that he creates is rare. It's elite in terms of the rest of the NBA. Not only does he create steals nearly better than anybody else, but he also is elite when it comes to blocks compared to other guards, and he also consistently is able to create turnovers that lead to scoring opportunities. As a matter of fact, at cleaning the glass, DeAnthony Melton last year ranked in the 97th percentile among guards in terms of steals and in the 94th percentile in terms of blocks. And when and the positive difference that was created when DeAnthony Melton was on the court versus for the Grizzlies versus when he was off resulted in the Grizzlies being in the 96th percentile when it comes to creating turnovers better than the NBA and the 100th percentile when it comes to getting rebounds. What this all comes down to is this, is that when DeAnthony Melton is on the court, the Grizzlies have the are at their most advantageous path. They're, they're in the, the, the most advantageous version of the Grizzlies at winning the possession battle. Creating turnovers and disrupting defense off the opposing offense's flow is when DeAnthony Melton is on the court. He creates steals, blocks very well per his position, rebounds very well per his position. And another big, big key is that the improvement DeAnthony Melton made in terms of his impact in half-court defense 
also improved as well. So not only is DeAnthony Melton one of the league's best when it comes to creating turnovers on the perimeter, he also has improved in terms of his one-on-one defense and half-court defensive impact as well. What this all means is this, is that last year, in a bigger role, Matisse Thibel stepped up and earned all defensive honors by being a part of the Philadelphia 76ers, who are arguably the best defense in the league last year. For the Grizzlies, I'm not saying they're going to be at that level, but you can see a similar situation with the Anthony Melton being featured more. If he plays 25 or more if he plays 25 or more minutes a game next year, you really could see him make an impact for the Grizzlies like Matisse Thibel did last year for the 76ers. It may not be in the same form. Matisse Thibel is obviously a bigger player, but you can see the same type of defensive impact on the perimeter, creating turnovers, causing disruption, and overall highly effective defense. And the end result could be the Grizzlies really finding themselves in a good position. Over the past two years, in the 27 games where DeAnthony Melton has played 20 or more minutes and produced two or more steals, the Grizzlies are 16-11. and 11. They are 8-3 and three this calendar year when DeAnthony Melton just does that. But in his Grizzlies career, DeAnthony Melton has only played 20 games. There's only been 20 games where DeAnthony Melton has played 25 or more minutes. The Grizzlies are 12-8 and eight in those games. And this brings me to my overall point in terms of showing how DeAnthony Melton and, J- and Jaron Jackson Jr., Jaron being healthy, DeAnthony Melton being featured more, the big overall thing that stands out for the Grizzlies is this. You've already made the moves where you're going all in on your young talent. You're going in on young talent that has shown, you're going in on a roster that has shown the area of the court that it's stronger on right now is defense. This opportunity, though DeAnthony Melton and Jaron Jackson Jr. have not played that much together so far in their careers, indications have shown that when they're on the court, good things happen more often for the Grizzlies than not. The Grizzlies create more advantages when both Jaron and DeAnthony are on the court than when they're not on the court. And though the sample size may not be big, it's that type of production from the past, even though the sample size is small, that is worth exploring this year. A combination that has produced the results like Jaron Jackson Jr. and DeAnthony Melton have when they're on the court together, this is the time for the Grizzlies to fully explore if those advantageous ad- advantageous production rates can stay at the same level as Melton and Jaron Jackson play more together. They have proven time and time again, both individually and together, that it's worth exploring whether or not they can truly make an impact on the court together in expanded roles, in high-leverage situations, and closing lineups, and so on. The Grizzlies have every reason, both from numbers as well as the opportunity that they're giving their young roster to explore a combination like DeAnthony Melton and Jaron Jackson Jr. together. And in my opinion... Beyond Jaw and Jaron as a combination, I find there being very few other potential duos of Grizzlies playing together that I'm more excited to see the results from this year than DeAnthony Melton and Jaron Jackson Jr. Not only because of what they could do for the defense, but also the two-way value they can add with the shooting that we know both have the potential to reach on offense. So the Grizzlies have every reason to feature DeAnthony Melton more, along with Jaron Jackson Jr. in high-leverage situations. And if you go by what the numbers have indicated, both individually for Melton and Jackson Jr., and together for each of them, and now you add it to the defensive production that the Grizzlies already had last year, 
you could have the recipe for a top five defense. And to me, that is the best version of this team this year, along with hopefully shooting the three better. And that's going to be a recipe for success for this Grizzlies team to once again make the playoffs. It's certainly something to be seen. Training camp is certainly going to be the ultimate, you know, determining factor as to whether or not we'll be able to see it. But I believe that there's plenty of reason why the Grizzlies should explore an expanded opportunity to see Melton and Jaron Jackson Jr. on the court together because it maximizes their potential on both ends of the court against the NBA's best competition. Ken, thank you so much for joining us here at Locked on Grizzlies. On tomorrow's episode, going to talk about the strength, that, that the stability that the Grizzlies have. The growing stability of this organization is also a growing strength, and that's something that certainly was alluded to many times on Media Day. We'll talk with you about that tomorrow on the Locked on Grizzlies podcast.